irreverent, entertaining, cool. You're listening to LA Talk Radio. You can support Sapphire Planet by visiting the online store at sapphireplanet.com. Welcome. Your journey is just beginning. You are now entering the Sapphire Planet. You are now in the Sapphire Planet. Water on Mars exists today almost exclusively as ice, though it also exists in small quantities as vapor in the atmosphere, and occasionally as low-volume liquid brines in shallow Martian soils. The only place where water ice is visible at the surface is at the North Polar Ice Cap. Abundant water ice is also present beneath the permanent carbon dioxide ice cap at the Martian South Pole and in the shallow subsurface at more temperate latitudes. More than 5 million cubic kilometers of ice have been identified at or near the surface of the modern Mars, enough to cover the whole planet to a depth of an astounding 35 meters. Even more ice is likely to be locked away in the deep subsurface. Some liquid water may occur transitionally on Martian surface today, but only under certain conditions. No large standing bodies of liquid waters exist because the atmospheric pressure at the surface averages just 600 pascals, or 0.087 psi, about six-tenths of one percent of the Earth's mean sea level pressure. And because the global average temperature is far too low at 210 Kelvin or minus 63 degrees Celsius, leading to either rapid evaporation, otherwise known as sublimation, or rapid freezing. Before about 3.8 billion years ago, Mars may have been had a denser atmosphere and higher surface temperatures allowing vast amounts of liquid water on the surface. 
possibly including a large ocean that may have covered one-third of the planet. Water has also apparently flowed across the surface for short periods at various intervals, more recently in Mars history. On December 9, 2013, NASA reported that based on evidence from Curiosity rover studying the Aleus Plalis Gale Crater, contained an ancient freshwater lake, which could have been a hospitable environment for microbial life. Many lines of evidence indicate that water is abundant on Mars and has played a significant role in the planet's geologic history. The present-day inventory of water on Mars can be estimated from spacecraft imagery, remote sensing techniques, and surface investigations from landers and rovers. Geologic evidence of past water includes enormous outflow channels carved by floods, ancient river valley networks, deltas, and lake beds, and detection of rocks and minerals on the surface that could only have formed in liquid water. Numerous geomorphic features suggest the presence of ground ice, otherwise known as permafrost, and the movement of ice in glaciers both in the recent and in the past and present. Gullies and slopes along cliffs and craters walls suggest that flowing water continues to shape the surface of Mars, although to a far lesser degree than in the ancient past. Although the surface of Mars was periodically wet and could have been hospitable to microbial life billions of years ago, the current environment at the surface is dry and sub-freezing probably presenting an insurmountable obstacle for living organisms. In addition, Mars lacks a thick atmosphere, an ozone layer, and a magnetic field, allowing solar and cosmic radiation to strike the surface unimpeded. The damaging effects of ionizing radiation on cellular structure is another one of the prime limiting factors on the survival of life on the surface. Therefore, the best potential locations for discovering life on Mars may be in subsurface environments. The Mars Ocean Hypothesis states that nearly a third of the surface of Mars was covered by an ocean of liquid water early in the planet's geologic history. This primordial ocean, dubbed Paleo-Ocean and Oceanus Borealis would have filled the Vaticis Borealis Basin in the northern hemisphere, a region which lies four to five kilometers or two and a half to three miles below the mean planetary elevation. At a time period of approximately 3.8 billion years ago, evidence for this ocean includes geographic features resembling ancient shorelines and the chemical properties of Martian soil. Early Mars would have required a denser atmosphere and a warmer climate to allow liquid water to remain on the surface.
In March 2015, scientists stated that evidence exists for an ancient volume of water that could comprise an ocean, likely in the planet's northern hemisphere and about the size of Earth's Arctic Ocean. This finding was derived from the ratio of water and deuterium in the modern Martian atmosphere compared to the ratio found on Earth and derived from telescope observations. Eight times as much deuterium was inferred at the polar deposits of Mars than exists on Earth, suggesting that ancient Mars had significantly higher levels of water. The representative atmospheric values obtained from the maps is not affected by climatological effects as those measured by localized localized rovers. Although the telescopic measurements are within range to the enrichment measured by the Curiosity rover in in Gale Crater. For how long this body of water was in the liquid form is still unknown. Considering the high greenhouse efficiency required to bring water to the liquid phase in Mars at a heliocentric distance of 1.4 to 1.7 astronomical units, it is now thought that canyons filled with water and at the end of the Noshoian period, the Martian Ocean disappeared, and the surface froze for approximately 450 million years. Then, about 3.2 billion years ago, lava beneath the canyons heated the soil, melted the icy materials, and produced a vast system of subterranean rivers extending hundreds of kilometers This water erupted onto the now-dry surface in giant floods. The existence of liquid water on the surface of Mars requires both a warmer and thicker atmosphere. Atmospheric pressure on the present-day Martian surface only exceeds that of the triple point of water. 6.11 hectopascals in the lowest elevations. At higher elevations, water can exist only as a solid or vapor, assuming pure water. Annual mean temperatures at the surface are currently less than 210 degrees Kelvin, significantly less than what is needed to sustain liquid water. However, early in its history, Mars may have had conditions more conducive to retaining liquid water at the surface. Early Mars had a carbon dioxide atmosphere similar in thickness to present-day Earth, at 1,000 hectopascals. Despite a weak early sun, the greenhouse effect from a thick carbon dioxide atmosphere, if bolstered with small amounts of methane or insulating effects of carbon dioxide ice clouds, would have been sufficient to warm the mean surface temperature to a value above freezing point of water. 
The atmosphere has since been reduced by sequestration in the ground in the form of carbonates through weathering, as well as the loss to space through sputtering, which is an interaction with the solar wind due to the lack of a strong Martian magnetosphere. The axial tilt of Mars varies considerably on a geologic timescale and has a strong impact on the planetary climate conditions. Consideration of chemistry can yield additional insight into the properties of Oceanus Borealis. With a Martian atmosphere of predominantly carbon dioxide, one might expect to find extensive evidence of carbonate materials on the surface as remnants from an oceanic sedimentation. An abundance of carbonates has yet to have been detected by the Mars space missions. However, if the early oceans were acidic, carbonates would not have been able to form. The positive correlation of phosphorus, sulfur, and chlorine in the soil at two landing sites suggests mixing in a large acidic reservoir. Hematite deposits detected by observers from the air and rovers on the ground have also been argued as evidence of past liquid water. Analysis of the ratio of molecular hydrogen to deuterium in the upper atmosphere of Mars by the NASA Far Ultraviolet Spectroscopy Explorer suggests an abundant water supply was on primordial Mars. Given the proposal of vast primordial oceans on Mars, the fate of the water requires explanation. As the Martian climate cooled, the surface of the ocean would have frozen. One hypothesis states that that part of the ocean remains in a frozen state, buried beneath a thin layer of rock, debris, and dust on the flat northern plain, Vastistus Borealis. The water could have also been absorbed into the subsurface cryosphere or have been lost to the atmosphere by sublimation and eventually to space through atmospheric sputtering. A significant amount of surface hydrogen has been observed globally by the Mars Odyssey Neutron Spectrometer and gamma-ray spectrometer. This hydrogen is thought to be incorporated into the molecular structure of ice. And through stoichiometric calculations, the observed fluxes have been converted into concentrations of water ice in the upper meter of the Martian surface. This process has been revealed that ice is both widespread and abundant on the modern surface. Below 60 degrees of latitude, ice is concentrated in several regional patches, particularly around the Elysium volcanoes, Terra Sabea, and northwest of Terra Serenium, 
and exists in concentrations up to 18% ice in the subsurface. Above 60 degrees latitude, ice is highly abundant. Polewards on 70 degrees of latitude, ice concentrations exceed 25% almost everywhere and approach 100% at the poles. Most recently, the Sherrod and Marsis radar sounding instruments have begun to be able to confirm whether individual surface features are ice-rich. Due to the known instability of ice at current Martian surface conditions, it is thought that almost all of this ice must be covered by a veneer of rocky or dusty material. The Mars Odyssey neutron spectrometer observations indicate that if all the ice in the top meter of the Martian surface were spread evenly, it would give a water-equivalent global layer of at least 14 centimeters. In other words, the globally average Martian surface is approximately 14% water. The water ice currently locked in both Martian poles corresponds to a water equivalent global layer of 30 meters and geomorphic evidence favors significantly larger quantities of surface water over geologic history with a water equivalent global layer as deep as 500 meters. It is believed that part of the past water has been lost to the deep subsurface and part to space. Although the detailed mass balance of these processes remains poorly understood. The current atmospheric reservoir of water is important as a conduit allowing gradual migration of ice from one part of the surface to another on both seasonal and longer timescales. It is insignificant in volume with a water equivalent global layer of no more than 10 picometers. On July 28, 2005, the European Space Agency announced the existence of a crater partially filled with frozen water and some then interpreted the discovery as an ice lake. Images of the crater taken by the high-resolution stereo camera on board the European Space Agency's Mars Express Orbiter clearly showed a bronze sheet of ice in the bottom of an unnamed crater located on Vastisis Borealis, a broad plain that covers much of Mars' four northern latitudes at approximately 70 degrees north and 103 degrees east. The crater is 35 kilometers wide and about 2 kilometers deep. The height difference between the crater floor and the surface of the water ice is about 200 meters. The European Space Agency scientists have attributed most of this height difference to sand dunes beneath the water ice, which are partially visible. While scientists do not refer to the patch as a lake, 
The water ice patch is remarkable for its size and for being present throughout the year. Deposits of water ice and layers of frozen frost have been found in many different locations on the planet. As more and more the surface of Mars has been imagined and imaged by the modern generations of orbiters, it has become gradually more apparent that there are probably many more patches of ice scattered across the Martian surface. Many of these putative patches of ice are concentrated in the Martian mid-latitudes, approximately 30 degrees to 60 degrees north-south of the equator. For example, many scientists believe that the widespread features in those latitude bands, variously described as latitude-dependent mantle or pasted on terrain, consists of dust or debris-covered ice patches, which are slowly degrading. The cover of debris is required both to explain the dull surfaces seen in the images that do not reflect like ice, and also to allow the patches to exist for an extended period of time without subliming away completely. These patches have suggested as possible water sources for some of the enigmatic channelized flow features, like gullies, also seen in these latitudes. Surface features consistent with existing pack ice have been discovered in the southern Elysium Plantea. What appears to be plates ranging in size from 30 meters to 30 kilometers are found in channels leading to a flooded area of approximately the same depth and width as the North Sea. The plates show signs of breakup and rotation that clearly distinguish them from lava plates elsewhere on the surface of Mars. The source for the flood is thought to be the nearby geological fault Cerberus Fossae, which spewed water as well as lava aged some two to ten million years. It was suggested that the water exited the Cerberus Fossa, then pooled and froze in the low-level plains, and that such lakes may still exist. However, this is still under debate. The Martian Polar Ice Caps The planet Mars has two permanent polar ice caps. During the pole's winter, it lies in continuous darkness, chilling the surface and causing the deposition of 25 to 30 percent of the atmosphere into slabs of CO2 ice, otherwise known here on Earth as dry ice. When the poles are again exposed to sunlight, the frozen CO2 sublimes, creating enormous winds that sweep off the poles as fast as 400 kilometers per hour. These seasonal actions transport large amounts of dust and water vapor, giving rise to Earth-like frost and large cirrus clouds. Clouds of water ice were photographed by the Opportunity rover in the year 2004. The caps at both poles consist primarily of water ice. Frozen 
carbon dioxide accumulates as a comparatively thin layer, about one meter thick on the north cap in the northern winter only, while the south cap has a permanent dry ice cover of about eight meters thick. The northern polar cap has a diameter of about 1,000 kilometers during the northern Mars summer and contains about 1.6 million cubic kilometers of ice, which, if spread evenly on the cap, would be two meters thick. This compares to a volume of 2.85 million cubic kilometers for the Greenland ice sheet. So the Greenland ice sheet is almost twice as large. The southern polar cap has a diameter of 350 kilometers and a thickness of 3 kilometers. The total volume of ice in the southern polar cap plus the adjacent layer deposits has also been estimated at 1.6 million cubic kilometers. Both polar caps show spiral troughs, which recently analyzed by the Sharid satellite Ice Penetrating Radar, has shown as a result of rougher perpendicular catabatic winds that spiral due to the Coriolis effect. The seasonal frosting of some areas near the southern ice cap results in the formation of transparent one-meter-thick slabs of dry ice above the ground. With the arrival of spring, however, sunlight warms the subsurface and pressure from the subliming CO2 builds up under each slab, elevating and ultimately rupturing it. This leads to geyser-like eruptions of CO2 gas mixed with dark basaltic sand or dust. This process is rapid, observed happening in the space of few days, weeks, or months. A rate of change rather unusual in geology, especially for Mars. The gas rushing underneath a slab to the site of a geyser carves a spider-like pattern of radial channels under the ice. Both polar caps show layered features called polar layered deposits that result from the seasonal melting and deposition of ice together with dust from Martian dust storms. Information about the past climate of Mars may be eventually revealed in these layers just as tree ring patterns and ice core data do on Earth. Both polar caps also display grooved features, probably caused by wind flow patterns. The grooves are also influenced by the amount of dust. The more dust, the darker the surface. The darker the surface, the more melting. Dark surfaces absorb more light energy. There are other theories that ex also explain, that attempt to explain these large grooves. The northern polar cap 
The bulk of the northern ice cap consists of water ice, but it also has a thin seasonal veneer of dry ice, solid carbon dioxide. Each winter, the ice cap grows by adding one and a half to two meters of dry ice. In the summer, the dry ice sublimation, going directly from a solid to a gas, into the atmosphere. Mars has seasons that are similar to Earth's because its rotational axis has a tilt close to our own Earth. If you recall, the Earth has a 23.44 degree tilt, but Mars has a 25.19 degree tilt. During each year on Mars, as much as a third of Mars's thin carbon dioxide, or CO2, atmosphere freezes out during the winter in the northern and southern hemisphere. Scientists have measured tiny changes in the gravity field of Mars due to the movement of carbon dioxide. The ice cap in the north is of a lower altitude than the one in the south. It is also warmer, so all the frozen carbon dioxide disappears each summer in the north polar cap. The part of the cap that survives the summer is called the north residual cap and is made of water ice. This water ice is believed to be as much as three kilometers thick. The much thinner seasonal cap starts to form in the late summer to early fall when a variety of clouds form. Called the polar hood, the clouds drop precipitation which thickens the cap. The north polar cap is symmetrical around the pole and covers the surface down to about 60 degrees latitude. High-resolution images taken with the NASA Mars Global Surveyor show that north polar cap is covered mainly by pits, cracks, small bumps, and knobs that give it a cottage cheese look. The pits are spaced close together relative to the very different depressions in the south polar cap. Both polar caps are layered features that result from seasonal melting and deposition of ice together with dust from the Martian dust storms. These polar layered deposits lie under the permanent polar caps. Information about the past climate on Mars may be eventually revealed in these layers, just as tree ring patterns and ice core data do on Earth. Both polar caps also display groove features probably caused by wind flow patterns and sun angles, although there are several theories that have been advanced. The grooves are also influenced by the amount of dust. The more the dust, the darker the surface. The darker the surface, the more melting. Dark surfaces absorb more light energy. One very large valley, Chasm Borel, runs halfway across the cap. It is about 100 kilometers wide and up to 2 kilometers deep. That's deeper than the Earth's Grand Canyon. When the tilt or obliquity changes, the size of the polar caps change. When the tilt is at its highest, the poles receive far more sunlight 
and for more hours each day. The extra light causes the ice to melt, so much so that it could cover parts of the surface in 10 meters of ice. Much evidence has been found for glaciers that probably formed when this tilt-induced climate change occurred. Research reported in September 2009 and published in Icarus shows that the ice-rich layers of the ice cap match models for Martian climate swings. NASA Mars Reconnaissance Orbiter radar instruments can measure the contrast in electrical properties between the layers. The pattern of reflectivity reveals the pattern of material variations within the layers. Radar produced a cross-sectional view of the north polar layer deposits of Mars. High reflectivity zones with multiple contrasting layers alternate with zones of lower, lower reflectivity. Patterns of how these two types of zones alternate can be correlated to models of changes in the tilt of Mars. Since the top zone of the North Polar Layer deposits, the most recently deposit portion, is strongly radar reflective, the researchers propose that such sections of high contrast layering correspond to periods of relatively small swings in the planet's tilt because the Martian axis has not varied much recently. Dustier layers appear to be deposited during periods when the atmosphere was dustier. Research published in January 2010 using high-rise images says that understanding the layers is more complicated than was formerly believed. The brightness of the layer does not just depend on the amount of dust. The angle of the sun together with the angle of the spacecraft greatly affect the brightness seen by the camera. This angle depends on factors such as the shape of the trough wall and its orientation. Furthermore, the roughness of the surface can be greatly change the albedo or the amount of reflective light. In addition, many times what one is seeing is not a real letter, layer, but a fresh covering of the frost. All of these factors are influenced by the wind which can erode surfaces. The high-rise camera did not reveal layers that were thinner than those seen by the Mars Global Surveyor. However, it did see more detail within the layers. Radar measurements of the North Polar ice cap found that the volume of water ice in the layered deposits of the cap was 821,000 cubic kilometers, or 197,000 cubic miles. That's equivalent to 30% of the Earth's Greenland ice sheet. This radar is on board the Mars Reconnaissance Orbiter. Now on to the South Polar Cap. The Southern Polar Cap, permanent cap, is much smaller than the one in the North. It is only 400 kilometers in diameter as compared to the 1,100 kilometers of the North Cap. Each southern winter, the ice cap covers the surface to a latitude of 50 degrees. Part of the ice cap consists of dry ice, solid carbon dioxide. 
Each winter, the ice cap grows by additional one and a half to two meters of dry ice from precipitation from the polar hood of clouds. In summer, the dry ice sublimates, going directly from a solid to a gas, into the atmosphere. During each year on Mars, as much as a third of Mars' thin carbon dioxide atmosphere freezes out during the winter in the northern and southern hemispheres. Scientists have even measured tiny changes in the gravitational field of Mars due to the movement of carbon dioxide. In other words, the winter buildup of ice changes the gravity of the planet. Mars has had seasons that are similar to Earth's because its rotational axis has a tilt close to our own. The southern polar cap is higher in altitude and colder than the one in the north. The residual southern ice cap is misplaced. That is, it is not centered on the South Pole. However, the South seasonal cap is centered near the geographic pole. Studies have shown that the off-center cap is caused by much more snow falling on one side than the other. On the Western Hemisphere side of the South Pole, a low-pressure system forms because the winds are charged by the Hellenus Basin. This system produces more snow. On the other side, there is less snow and more frost. Snow tends to reflect more sunlight in the summer, so not much melts or sublimates. Frost, on the other hand, has a rougher surface and tends to trap more sunlight, resulting in more sublimation. In other words, areas with more of the rougher frost are warmer. Research published in April 2011 describe a large deposit of frozen carbon dioxide near the South Pole. Most of this deposit probably enters Mars' atmosphere when the planet's tilt increases. When this occurs, the atmosphere thickens, winds get stronger, and larger areas of surface can support liquid water. Now let's talk about the Swiss cheese features. While the north polar cap of Mars has a flat, pitted surface resembling cottage cheese, the south polar cap has larger pits, troughs, and flat mesas that give it a Swiss cheese appearance. The upper layer of the Martian South Polar residual cap has been eroded into flat top mesas with circular depressions. Observations made by Mars Orbiter Camera in 2001 have shown that the scarps and pit walls of the South Polar cap have retreated at an average rate of about 3 meters or 10 feet since 1999. In other words, they are retreating 3 meters per Mars year. In some places on the cap, the scarps retreat less than 3 meters a Mars year, and in others it's going to retreat as much as 8 meters or 26 feet per Martian year. Over time, south polar pits merge to com- become plains Mesas turn into buttes, and buttes vanish forever. Since 2001, two additional Mars years have elapsed. The round shape 
is probably aided in its formation by the angle of the sun. In the summer, the sun moves around the sky sometimes for 24 hours each day just above the horizon. As a result, the walls of the round depression will receive more intense sunlight than the floor. The wall will melt far more than the floor. The walls melt and recede while the floor remains the same. Many large areas of Mars either appear to host glaciers or carry evidence that they used to be present. Much of the areas in high latitudes, especially the Isthmus Lacus Quadrangle, are suspected to still contain enormous amounts of water ice. Recent evidence has, has led many planetary scientists to believe that water ice still exists as glaciers across much of the Martian mid and high latitudes, protected by sublimation by thin coverings of insulating rock and or dust. In January 2009, scientists released the results of radar study of the glacier-like features called lobate debris aprons in an area called Deuteronalis menciae, which found widespread evidence of ice lying beneath a few meters of rock debris. Glaciers with associated with fretted terrain and many volcanoes. Researchers have described glacial deposits on Hectus Tholus, Arja Mons, Pavonis Mons, and Olympus Mons. Glaciers have also been reported in a number of large Martian craters in the mid-latitudes and above. Glacier-like features on Mars are known variously as viscous flow features. Martian flow features lobate debris aprons or lineated valley fill, depending on the form of the feature. Its location on the landform is associated with many but not all small glaciers seem to be associated with gullies on the walls of craters and mantling material. The linenated deposits known as linenated valley fill are probably rock-covered glaciers which are found on the floors, most channels with a fretted terrain found around it. For many years, researchers interpreted that features called lobate debris aprons were glacial flows and it was thought that ice existed under the layer of insulating rock. With new instrument readings, it has been confirmed that lobate debris aprons contain almost pure ice that is covered with a layer of rock. Moving ice carries rock material, then drops it as the ice disappears. This typically happens on the snout or edges of the glacier. On Earth, such features would be called moraines, but on Mars they are typically known as moraine-like ridges, concentrated ridges, or arcuate ridges. Because the ice tends to sublime rather than melt on Mars, and because Mars' low temperatures tend to make glaciers cold-based, which means frozen down to their beds and unable to, supply, to slide. 
The remains of these glaciers on the ridges they leave do not disappear the exactly same as normal glaciers on Earth. In particular, Martian moraines tend to be deposited without being deflected by the underlying topography, which is thought to reflect the fact that ice in Martian glaciers is normally frozen down and cannot slide. Ridges of debris on the surface of glaciers indicate that the direction of ice movement the surface of some glaciers has rough textures due to sublimation of buried ice. The ice evaporates without melting and leaves behind an empty space. Overlying material then collapses into the void. Sometimes, chunks of ice fall from the glacier and get buried in the land surface. When they melt, a more or less round hole remains. Many of these kettle holes have been identified on Mars. All right, with that all said, despite strong evidence for glacial flow on Mars, there is little convincing evidence for landforms carved by glacial erosions, such as, like we have here on Earth, U-shaped valleys, crag and tail hills, aerites, drumlins. Such features are abundant in glaciated regions on Earth, so their absence on Mars has proven puzzling. The lack of these landforms is thought to be related to the cold-based nature of the ice in the most recent glacier on Mars. Because the solar insulation reaching the planet, the temperature and density of atmosphere, and the geothermal heat flux are all lower on Mars than they are on Earth, modeling suggests that the temperature, the inf- interface between a glacier and, a bed, and its bed stays below freezing, and the ice is literally frozen down to the ground. This prevents it from sliding across the bed, which is thought to inhibit the ice abilities to erode the surface. Mars has experienced large-scale changes in the amount and distribution of ice on its surface and in its relatively recent geological past. And as on Earth, these are known as ice ages. Ice ages on Mars are very different from the ones on Earth. During a Martian ice age, the poles got warmer and water ice then leaves the ice caps and is redeposited in mid-latitudes. The moisture from the ice caps travel to lower latitudes in the form of deposits of frost or snow mixed with dust. The atmosphere of Mars contains a great deal of fine dust particles. The water vapor condenses on these particles, which then fall down to the ground due to the additional weight of the water coating. When the ice at the top of the mantling layer returns to the atmosphere, it leaves behind dust which serves as insulating the remaining ice. The total volume of water removed is a few percent of the ice caps, or enough to cover the entire surface of the planet under one meter of water. Much of this moisture from the ice caps results in a thick, smooth mantle of mixture of ice and dust. This ice-rich mantle, a few meters thick, smooths the land at lower latitudes, but in places it displays a bumpy texture. 
pure liquid water cannot exist in a stable form on the surface of Mars without its present low atmospheric pressure and low temperature, except at the lowest elevations, for a few hours. That is pure liquid water we're talking about. So a geological mystery commenced in 2006 when the observations from the NASA Mars Reconnaissance Orbiter revealed gully deposits that were not there 10 years prior, possibly caused by flowing liquid brine during the warmest months on Mars. The images were of two craters called Terracerium and Centurium Montes, which appears to show the presence of liquid water flows on Mars at some point between the years 1999 and 2001. In August 2011, NASA announced the discovery by the Nepalese undergraduate student of a current seasonal change on a steep slope below a rocky outcrop near crater rims of the southern hemisphere. These dark streaks, now called recurrent slope linea, were seen to grow downsloping during the warmest part of the Martian summer, then to gradually fade through the rest of the year, recurring cyclically between years. These researchers suggested that the marks were consistent with salty brines flowing downslope and then evaporating, possibly leaving some sort of residue. The Crimson Spectropic Instrument has since made a direct observation of hydrous salts appearing at the same time that these recurrent slope linea form, confirming in 2015 that these linea are probably produced by the flow of liquid brines through shallow soils. The linea, linea contains hydrated chlorate and percolated salts, which contain liquid water molecules. The linea flows downhill in Martian summer when the temperature is above minus 23 degrees Celsius or minus 10 degrees Fahrenheit. However, the source of the water remains unknown. Your journey is now ending. You are now leaving the Sapphire Planet. Goodbye from the Sapphire Planet. Own a piece of the planet. Now you can purchase Sapphire Planet merchandise online at sapphireplanet.com.